Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, is the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Hornets. Merry Christmas, everybody. Rob Longo with you here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, and I'm joined by everybody here on the HHC, the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, and, of course, the radio voice of the Hornets, Mr. Sam Farber. Guys, thank you for joining me on this off day today. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. I know we'll get the New Year podcast out of the way here in a couple of days, but overall, just a joyous time to be together with friends, family, and podcasting. It is indeed. I know we wish that there was a Hornets game on Christmas Day. Last year, we made the predictions of when that would happen. Uh, A couple of us were a little bit off on what year, but nonetheless, NBA and Christmas, they go together perfectly, and glad to have this podcast for all of our great Hornets fans. Yes, happy holidays. Thank you for having me. Hope everybody out there is getting some nice relaxation with family, opening up some gifts, having some good food, just taking it easy today and passing the time with, we got a lot of basketball today. Unfortunately, no Hornets, but maybe in the near future, we'll see, but great to be here as always couple of uh, pretty big games out there on the docket today. You got the Sixers at the Knicks. That's the early game. Then, of course, you got the Lakers and Dallas to take on the Mavericks. Milwaukee's in Boston a little bit later on today. Then you have Memphis and Golden State taking on the defending NBA champs. And then the nightcap for all the night owls out there that are still drinking the eggnog. It's Phoenix out in Denver to take on Jokic and the Nuggets. Pretty big slate today, but here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, and we've done this in years past on Christmas Day, is we give each other a gift and we gift each other a segment. So with that said, I pulled these names out of a hat. Not really. I just picked it at my leisure. We're going to start off with Sam Farber and what his gift is to us here on our panel on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. I love it. I'm honored to uh, give you guys my gift for the year for this podcast. So this year, Hanukkah happens to coincide with Christmas. So I thought we could do a little Hanukkah-themed segment here today. And this is you know, for Hanukkah, there's eight days and eight candles on the menorah. And so we're going to do the eight players all time on the Hornets all time roster. So we're going to go uh, around the horn here picking. Uh, each of us will end up picking two to three players. And then whoever doesn't get to pick their third player is going to get to pick the coach of the team. Only rule is you can have no more than one current player as your pick on the roster. So you got to dip into the all time ranks. And uh, we'd like to have it evenly dispersed. We don't necessarily want a team with, you know, seven guards. That might not be uh, well-balanced enough. So hopefully this makes sense to everyone. We'll have the eight players for the eight uh, nights of Hanukkah and then the, the one lighter candle representing the head coach. So as Rob has dictated the order, I'll skip myself here for the start and let Rob pick first. So, Rob, you can pick any player you want for the Hornets all-time roster. And, yes, Bobcats are allowed. Sam, first off, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal topic. I mean, this is going to really... I can look at Sam Perley across the room, and he's already scratching his head. He's giving me the, you know, pulling his hair out signal. But, oh my goodness, this is... First off, it's an honor to go first. Second off, this is a lot of pressure on me because I got to kind of set the tone about, first off, who the number one overall pick is. And second off, I got to, you know, kind of lead you guys in the right direction if we're doing the armchair GM because I got to pick the right position as well. So this is... Man, this is really tough. 
I mean, yeah, and you got to pick starter versus bench too. You got to put put them in a position. Yeah, because I mean, like, if if I really wanted to, I mean, you know, Del Curry is probably one of the best six men of all time. But he's, you know, I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later, I suppose. But oh my goodness, I don't even know where to start. To be honest with you, I guess you know, personal preference. One of my favorite players of all time in a Hornets uniform, and I mean, he was the top overall pick. So I got to go with Larry Johnson. I think. I think that's who I got to go with. Solid pick. Larry Johnson was on my list, too. So you're starting him at power forward, or where do you want him to slide in? Yeah, let's start him at the four. Have him be a bigger four out there. Larry Johnson starts at the four on our Hanukkah-themed all-time Hornets list. Sam Purley, where would you like to go with pick two? I will start from the top and go with the franchise's all-time leading scorer in Kemba Walker with all with over 12,000 career points with the team. So uh, he will be my starting point guard on the all-time Hornets, or I guess starting eight here. Interesting. And you're putting him at the point. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Kemba Walker in there at the point guard. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, you you mentioned one of my guys here, and I I sit next to him on the plane. Uh, That's not the reason why I'm going to pick him, though. But Del Curry coming off the bench. Del Curry is the the sixth man, uh, what the longest tenured Hornet of all time, or at least one of. Actually, he is. He played the most games in a Hornets uniform. So Del Curry is on the Hornets Hanukkah-themed all-time roster, eight-man rotation. Rob Longo, we're back to you. And remember, we do need to sprinkle in a coach here at some point, so you feel free to make that choice whenever you'd like as well. That's also a fair point, but I'm going to stick with some of the players. And at the five, I got to go with Alonzo Mourning. I think that's kind of a no-brainer there. I'm very front-court heavy in my picks, but I'm trying to open up the backcourt for you guys because that's a lot of pressure on those people to kind of solidify who deserves it in the backcourt. I like it. Sam Hurley. My pick is going to be, re-explain the rules to me again. Are we each picking a team or are we making one collective team here? No, this is one collective team. This is one eight-man rotation. Okay, that was going to be, I was kind of... At point guard was particularly interesting because you could have slid him to the two and open up that point guard spot, but you put him at the point. I think Sam's regretting his decision now. I see it in his eyes. I thought we were each picking our own team. Okay. I wrote down the team. Do you want me to give it to you real quick? No, I've got it written down. I think I will go with... Can I put LaMelo Ball at the two? Does that work? He's big enough to play the two and have double ball handlers in the backcourt. Can we make that work? I think so. I mean, you kind of locked yourself in there with Kemba at the one. I think it's better for LaMelo to run the point and pass to Kemba personally, but you know, this is a this is your fantasy lineup, I guess. They're interchangeable. You know, it's a, it's positionless basketball in this era. They can go one, two, go back and forth. So I'll go with the Lamelo ball there at the two, and he's he's played a little bit more off ball lately, anyways. So that'll be my pick there, uh, Lamelo ball and Kemba in the starting backcourt. I like the pick. I'm going to finish off the starting five, and I'm going to put Glenn Rice in at small forward. Only a short time with the Hornets, but a, a good time at small forward. He knocked down 44 percent of his threes and the franchise's all-time leader in scoring average in terms of per game, 23.5 points per game for Glenn Rice. So our starting five is settled. LaMelo Ball at the two, Kemba Walker playing point, Glenn Rice, Larry Johnson, and Alonzo Mourning. We've got, so far, Del Curry coming off the bench, two spots there to go, and, of course, we still need a coach. So, Rob Longo, your last choice. Yeah, this is tough because I was going to put Glenn Reyes at the three, so you beat me to the punch a little bit. So, first off, I'm liking a starting five. I mean, if you put this starting five out there, I think they're going to win at least 50 games. But, I mean, for me, 
I think you need another ball handler coming off the bench. I know Dell's that sharpshooter in the corner that can really light it up and provide you with those bench points. I think you have to go with another ball handler and one of my favorite players from the early 2000s. I'm going to go with Baron Davis. I know it was only a short tenure here in Charlotte, but he had some really impressive games in a Hornets uniform, so I'm going to go with the Baron. Very nice pick. Very interesting pick as well. Baron Davis, a a tremendous, tremendous player. Well-traveled around the NBA three seasons in the Queen City but extremely productive while he was there. He's a marquee player for a lot of franchises, the Hornets certainly included. Sam Hurley, your final pick. I'm going to go with Gerald Wallace, and I think he can play kind of anywhere from that 2, 3, or 4. was a great defensive player. Uh, He's third on the franchise's all-time scoring list right now. Just loved everything about him when they got him, I think, in the expansion draft in that 04 to 2010-11 range for the Bobcats. He was a lot of fun to watch and and I think would be a great addition. A lot of, I think I would love to have seen Gerald Wallace kind of play, you know, more now and just with his positional versatility and the way he could switch on to everybody and uh, sort of the high-flying theatrics and scoring. I mean, he was just an awesome awesome, fun, all-around player to watch, too. So I'm going to go with Gerald Wallace, kind of like a little bit of a Swiss Army knife off the bench. I think he'd go anywhere from that two to four range. So uh, we're looking for versatility in our reserve unit, and I'm going to lock in on Gerald there. Love the pick. Love the pick. Uh, so just so you guys know, I started you know this exercise thing. Who do I think would get picked? And basically, we, we've got my choices. The only one that was different, I didn't have Baron Davis coming off the bench. I actually had Muggsy Bogues as the point guard coming off the bench but no qualms with Barron being on there instead of Muggsy we do need a coach for this team I'm very tempted to go with Steve Clifford as he is uh, on the precipice of becoming the franchise's all-time wins leader but as he has told me several times the NBA is all about playoff success and while I think the Hornets are going to have some in the future hopefully not too distant I do want to celebrate the coach who had the most success in this franchise's history in the playoffs and uh, you know a legend who is being fondly remembered this year sadly we lost him not too long ago paul silas as the head coach of the hornets he of course led those teams on those playoff runs in 2001 and 2002 one of the winningest coaches in franchise history and certainly one of the winningest coaches in the franchise's playoff history so paul silas is going to be my pick to be the head coach but keep in mind steve clifford uh, he is on the precipice of becoming the franchise's all-time wins leader. So, what do you guys think of our roster? we got LaMelo Ball, Kemba Walker, Glenn Rice, Larry Johnson, and Lonzo Mourning starting for the team with Baron Davis, Del Curry, and Gerald Wallace filling out the rotation coming off the bench and Paul Silas at the helm. I love the team. I say 55 to 60 wins easy if no one gets hurt. And the first thing that comes to my mind is that's going to be a lot of highlights. That's going to be a lot of fun calls for you, a lot of dunks, a lot of, you know, fun passes, a lot of scoring. Going to be a, that would be a very very entertaining team because all those guys, you know, it, it's crazy because it was like, you know, in times when maybe social media wasn't as big and highlights and this like that, but Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning and those guys were just highlight reels and obviously Lamelo and Kemba with a scoring and, and Gerald Wallace and stuff too. So, I think it's a good mix of highlights, passing, dunking, scoring, everything. Really, really entertaining team that I think would win a lot of games. i say 55 to 60. I love the team. I mean, when you take a look at it, it's pretty impeccable. I think my only qualm, and I will not talk points on Sam Pauly about this because he had a little bit of a misunderstanding at the beginning. I would put LaMelo Ball at the one and Kemba Walker at the two. Would you agree with that, Sam? Now that you yeah, really know I the full words? 
You can, I yeah, we'll cons- distributing to this group might have been the, the better call. That, that'd make for better highlights. Yeah, let's go with that. I was unclear of the rules. I did my best to listen. I just was so caught up in the excitement of picking the teams that I just completely phased out and just started getting on my computer and researching names too. So yeah, that works for me. You can switch them a little. Well, you can switch them. All right, we'll go ahead and do that. We'll put LaMelo at the one, Kemba at the two, Glenn Rice at the three, Larry Johnson at the four, and Alonzo Mourning at the five with, with those guys coming off the bench. I mean, that's a great roster. That's pretty much what I envisioned that front court to look like and that's a huge front court so yeah a lot of highlights a lot of dunks and a lot of uh, a lot of high flying defense on the other side as well a lot of rim protection with guys like LJ and Alonzo Mourning so I think we did good Sam Farber I think we did indeed so for your eight crazy nights of Hanukkah which are uh, about to wrap up here in the next day or two we've got our eight incredible Hornets franchise players as well as the coach just selected. Good stuff, guys. All right, on to the next segment. Awesome, Sam. By the way, too, this was a phenomenal segment. I loved every second of it, so a cap tip to you for for pulling this one out of the eight crazy nights of Hanukkah. So commend you for that one. Coming up next here on the Hornet Tivecast, we still got two more segments to go on our holiday edition of the HHC. We're going to celebrate a season for the rest of us. And if you're a big Seinfeld fan, you'll get that tease. And that comes your way next here on the Hornet Tivecast, brought to you by Senta. Happy holidays to everybody out there listening. Rob Longo with you here on the Hornets Hivecast along with the radio voice of the Hornets, Sam Farber, and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley. So a two-Sams edition and Rob thrown in there as well. Time now for a celebration for the rest of us, a Festivus for the rest of us. I know Festivus was a few days ago back on December 23rd, but it's always great to celebrate no matter what time of year it is. We have, of course, the traditional Festivus traditions, I guess you could say, would be the feats of strength, and the airing of grievances, but we have to start in the proper order, and the first order would be the airing of grievances. We got a lot of problems with you people, not you people, but had to say the line out there as well. Where do we want to start? I think we want to start with Mr. Purley. I think he's got a lot of problems with a lot of different things. I feel like he needs to air his grievances first. I think my biggest grievance, and I'm a huge Seinfeld fan as well, so this is always a fun topic. My biggest grievances is the injury report the first half of the season. Obviously, the injuries have played kind of a, a major role in the Hornets' kind of early season struggles here. There's too many guys on the injury report. I think I'm tired of seeing the injuries. I think we all are. I want to see health in the new year. I want to see a lot of guys on the court, and they're starting to get there too. You've seen it in the last week. We had Lamelo come back. Had Gordon come back. You're starting to see a little bit more pop in that offense, and you know, kind of figuring out the rotations a little bit. And uh, unfortunately. It's sometimes it feels like when one guy comes back, another guy leaves. It's just kind of been a, you know, kind of cruel sometimes this season too. But my biggest grievances, and I think I speak for a lot of people, is that injury report. There's just been way too many injuries. They've missed way too many games this year. So hopefully come 2023, uh, it won't be nearly as populated that injury report every day as it has been, you know, back in October and November and early December. Can't fault the pick. That's one of the top ones on my list as well when I'm airing grievances. Of course, since this is my gift to you guys, this is my topic, I will go last. So, Sam Farber, what is your biggest grievance that you would like to air for this Hornets team this season? I'm going to go with the free throw disparity. I think uh, the Hornets are a bit of a foul-happy team, but there have been some frustrating games where uh, it's felt like at least Charlotte is getting the short end of the free throw shooting stick. And certainly in recent days, there's some head scratchers of calls that have gone against the Hornets and and quite frankly, sometimes for the Hornets too. So I'm going to go with the free throw disparity this season. Uh, Not that it would have fixed all that ails the Hornets, but it would certainly help some of these games. And I think probably was responsible for a loss or two along the way for the Hornets. 
it wouldn't be a Hornets Hive cast without Sam Farber bashing the officials. I'm kidding, Sam. I don't think I bash, you know, all the time, but you know, sometimes sometimes it's it's warranted. I mean, look, the Hornets have attempted somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 fewer free throws than their opponents. That's an extra two points a game. You got to assume. So uh, there have been some very narrow losses, and I think uh, I, I think that wide a margin is noticeable certainly by me. I'm not going to disagree with you. I just had to give you a little bit of a ribbing in there as well. So certainly a very valid grievance to air. For my grievance, I got a lot of problems with this schedule. I know we've talked about it a couple times here throughout the season at the beginning of the season when we did our schedule preview, but the schedule in October and November, okay, it's fine, whatever. It is what it is. This December schedule, especially this West Coast trip that the Hornets are currently on, I mean, it is brutal. And I know we talked about this last week on the Hornets Cast, but going from Denver to Sacramento, which is probably one of the hardest back-to-backs to do when you're going from elevation to just another location in general, is very difficult. Of course, you have the residency that the Hornets just had in Los Angeles here for the last couple of days, but now they got to go to Portland tomorrow, and then they have to go to Golden State on the second night of a back-to-back. And I understand that Golden State isn't the Golden State of years past, especially with Steph Curry currently being hurt, but at the same time, that is a very difficult back-to-back. You're going to Portland, which is kind of on an island. It's an oasis out there for the NBA. There's not really any other cities around it. It may be Sacramento, but at that point, the Hornets have already played there on this road trip. And then you go to January, and January has a weird road trip in there as well where the team starts out in Houston and then they have multiple days off. They get to come home for a little bit, but then they have to go to Atlanta, and then they have to ship out even further west and have a back-to-back against Utah, and then the following night they have to go and play a very difficult Phoenix Suns team. That's another brutal road trip as well. There's a couple of other ones in there later on in the schedule, but for the most part, those Those two are the big ones, and those are the ones that I really had to air my grievances on because I understand every team has a difficult stretch. That's the nature of the NBA. But, I mean, I feel like the schedule makers could have had a little bit more of grace when they made the schedule for the Hornets. Being on the road for the entirety of Hanukkah and the Christmas holiday, uh, you know, as a father of young children, I would have preferred it to have been laid out a little differently. But, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the ways this trip is divided up is a little surprising. There are other options to line up the back-to-backs that make it a, a little bit easier. But, hey, the schedule is what it is. Everyone ends up playing uh, all 82, and it all uh, kind of evens out in the end, you hope so, so, at least in terms of favorable and less favorable travel settings and matchups. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on the schedule. It's been really challenging, and I think it's been compounded with the you know sort of injuries. And, and the other thing, too, about the schedule when you're, you're traveling so much is just not a whole lot of time to practice. You're constantly moving, so the days you, you aren't moving, you've got to kind of use those for recovery, too. So every team kind of goes through a, a tough stretch with the schedule throughout the season. Hornets just happen to be kind of overlapping Christmas, and you know it's kind of crazy with all these start times, and I, I can't remember the last time, or if ever, they've had all five or five straight games with 10 o'clock or later starts on the same road trip. Usually they kind of sprinkle in a, a 9 p.m. start in there or an 8.30 or a mountain zone, time zone game, but uh, not this year too. But, you know, as, as challenging the schedule is right now, there's going to be a lot of home games, or that means there's going to be a lot of home games at some point. You're going to see that kind of around after the All-Star break in March too. So hopefully the Hornets can kind of get through this tough part of the schedule. And like we said, come in the new year, they can, they can get a lot of games at Spectrum Center. It would not be Festivus without the feats of strength. Of course, that is how Festivus ends, if you are unfamiliar with Seinfeld, where the head of the household goes round and round with a challenger until that person is defeated, and then we all get to go home. With that said, I know last year we did a 
pseudo feats of strength where what Hornet would be the top dog in the feats of strength, which one would win there. And we all gave our personal preferences. Sam Farber and I like to joke here on the Hornet Tivecast that the HHC is Sam's baby. And we are the three of us collectively, not to toot our own horns, are probably the heavy hitters on the Hornet Tivecast. We are on the HHC more than anybody else. So I'm not trying to create any divisiveness here, but out of the three of us, who would win the feats of strength? I'll let Mr. Farber have his pick first. It's me. I love the confidence. <laughs> you have the dad strength after all, so I, you know, my money might be on you too. There you go. I like it. Good segment. <laughs> so this is I've seen obviously seen the Seinfeld episode. The feet strength is actually a physical wrestling match. Yes, that's what we're talking about. So who would win in a wrestling Good old match? Greco Roman wrestling. Oh wow. I thought it was going to be something like uh, I was. I was thinking it was going to be more of a, another Hornets related. No, like, this is straight ha- up hypothetical topic. Okay, so it's a physical. Straight I would up. say Sam too. I think it's it's uh, Sam Farr because I, I said the same thing. Dad's strength got two young kids, kind of chasing them around. Probably in really good shape, wrestling them and stuff. So he could probably take out both of us at the same time. Yeah, but Sam, you're you're a former ex Division three swimmer. Like you have the agility still, don't you? No, 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 I don't. And you know what? Believe it or not, during swim practice, there was not a whole lot of like hand to hand combat or not like. like Water polo. Yeah, not like that. You know, water polo is different. It's not like football or wrestling or lacrosse or anything. It was kind of, you, you kind of stayed, literally stayed in your lane and kind of did your own thing too. So, uh, and that was a long time ago. I'm, I'm going to go with Sam Farber. I think would take us both out, but I think you would be second and then I would be the first one knocked out. It would come down to you two for the title. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I'll keep the peace here and say Sam Farber as well, but I would just get too tired out too quickly. So, Sam Farber, you win the, the quasi feats of strength. Festivus miracle. All right. Sweet. Congratulations to uh, Sam Farber for winning the Hornet Tivecast Feats of Strength. We still got one more segment to go here on today's edition of the HHC. Sam Pearlie provides us with his gift next here on the Hornet Tivecast brought to you by Senta. Rob Longo, Sam Pearlie, Sam Farber here with you on a very Merry Christmas edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Happy holidays out there to everybody listening to you and yours. One more segment to go on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, as always, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Sam Pearlie, you are last but certainly not least here to provide your gifted segment to the rest of us. So I'm going to play off a little bit of what I did last year. I know I did the holiday names, which was uh, really kind of over the top, and I'm not going to do that this year, although I might dig them up and put some online later because they were... I got way too excited about it too. So I'm going to go with some of like a hybrid trivia slash uh, facts about Christmas Day games. So I've got, we're start with one fact. So start off with a fact, and then we'll roll into some trivia too. So the first ever Christmas Day game took place on December 25th, 1947. So New York Knicks beat the Providence Steamrollers at MSG 89 to 75. And since then, the NBA has played on Christmas Day every single year, except for 1988, because there was a lockout. What do you think is the all-time individual single-game scoring record for Christmas Day? You don't necessarily have to name the player, although if you get the player, it'd be really impressive. Who do you think, or what do you think is the highest point total for any player ever on Christmas Day? Wow, that's a good question. I'm tempted to say Will Chamberlain, but I I just don't know how they would have organized a schedule that. Let me give me Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is the all-time leader. I know because I cheated and I listened to last year's edition of the Hornets Hivecast to prep for this one. I know Eric Gordon is the all-time leading scorer on Christmas Day. So I'm going to say Eric Gordon with, I'm going to say he had a 40-piece. I'm going to say he had 42. 
And Sam, what was your guess on the the point total? Oh, uh, 44. Okay, so you guys are both a little bit under. It was actually 60. Bernard King for the Knicks had a 60-point game 1984 on Christmas Day against the New Jersey Nets, and it came in a 120-114 loss, too. So exact same question, rebounds. What do you think is the what player do you think has had the most rebounds on Christmas Day, and what do you think that number is? I have no clue. I'll let Sam Farber kick this one off. Goodness me. Dennis Rodman, and how about 23? It's not a bad pick. I'm going to go... I'm going to say it's a little bit more recent i want to say i'm going to say nikola Jokic, and he had 25 so sam was on the right track with the points guess it is wilt chamberlain had 36 1961 playing for the philadelphia warriors in also a loss to the knicks on christmas day 136 135 in double overtime too so uh last question same thing assists what do you think is the highest point to or assist total for any player on Christmas Day, and it's actually a tie for two guys that have done it the most. That the two there's a two guys co-hold the record for most assists in a game on Christmas Day. How about Steve Nash? And I'm going to say 17 assists. I'm at a total loss on this one. I think it's got to be somebody recent as well. I'm going to say I'm going to say Trey Young had 14. The record is 18, and this one some of these were these actually all fairly much in the past kansas city king's tiny archibald had 1972 had 18 against milwaukee and chicago's guy rogers at the knicks in 1966 had 18 both of them coming in losses as well so the points rebounds and assists all time single game records on christmas all came in losses that's another fun fact too so finishing up with a couple more here there have been 12 this one might be a little bit easier have been 12 triple doubles recorded on christmas day what player has done it the most times I mean, I'll go with the all-time leader, Russell Westbrook. It's a solid pick. I was going to go with Will Chamberlain. Westbrook has done it twice. The guy that has done it the most times has done it four times. And it was not Will Chamberlain it or was not Will Chamberlain, Russell Westbrook. No. Westbrook has done it twice. Nobody else has done it multiple times except for this guy who has done it four times. I, I got nothing. Oscar Robertson. Wow, that would make sense. Four times. Westbrook's done it twice. Other ones to do it. LeBron James, John Havlicek, James Harden, Draymond Green, Billy Cunningham, and Kemba Walker last year with the Knicks. The last question is, what two coaches co-hold the record for most wins on Christmas Day? So each guy has, or each coach has eight victories on Christmas Day. One, I would say, is uh, neither one is still in the NBA coaching. One is, I guess you could say, modern era. One is maybe a little bit more in the 70s, 80s range. Well, I'll take a stab at the modern era, and I'll say Phil Jackson. It's not a bad pick. I would say Red Auerbach. It is. Phil Jackson is correct. That is one of them. And I guess I'm wrong. It was not Red Auerbach. was not the other one. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. What's tricky, I think, is, too, is like they didn't play nearly as many Christmas Day games back then. So it's like they, I think now they play five or I don't know how long they've been playing five. So the more opportunities to get games on Christmas Day has intensified in recent years. The other one is Dr. Jack Ramsey. So did eight, two, And I was trying to find this list. I think there's only been a couple players that have played on Christmas Day and also coached on Christmas Day. Phil Jackson's one of them, and Doc Rivers is the other. And I think there might be more, but those are the only two I found that have both played a game on Christmas Day and also coached a game on Christmas Day, too. So maybe next year, if no one remembers, I I can find the full list and we can use it for Christmas Day next year. So that is the conclusion of Christmas Day trivia and facts, too. So always a fun day around the NBA. And, uh, you know, I like that the the league has really kind of taken a hold on this day and made it just wall to wall, 12 hours of of basketball, uh, just chilling and relaxing, too. So that is 
is my gift, my segment, all stock full of numbers and stats and facts and things like that, kind of right up my alley. And Sam Perley making us look like fools with all of the trivia that we got wrong. So Sam Perley, thank you for making us one right. I got one. Yeah, we yes, yeah. Sam Farber did get one right. I will give him credit. I absolutely got nothing right. I did better last year. I will say that. So, uh, gentlemen, this was so much fun. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. I know we'll talk here a lot closer than we will to New Year's, of course, because we'll have you know a game on New Year's Eve, so we won't even have to worry about a special edition here at the HHC on New Year's Day. But really enjoyed this episode. Really enjoyed all the segments and. Yeah, wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. It's been a, a great holiday-themed edition of the HHC once again. We've got our all-time team. We've got our trivia. We've got our, our festivus for the rest of us. And I won the feats of strength, so I love it. Uh, it's always good to talk to you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you both and to all our listeners. And uh, looking forward to more wins for the Hornets in the new year. And to follow up on your point, I was not trying to make anybody look dumb with the trivia. It was more of kind of an educational. And then when I bring it back next year, you can go right down the list and nail all of them. And everyone will think you're super smart and, and impressive, Rob. And that'll be my airing of grievances, too, is how Sam Perley gives me all these numbers that I can't remember. So we'll, yes. we'll just leave it at that. But guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Again, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of our listeners out there. We'll be back again tomorrow, of course, with our game preview as the Hornets take on the Portland Trailblazers. For Sam Farber and Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, and we'll see you tomorrow once again on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.